in 86. And M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Club. Would you like to begin talking about the Babysitter's Club series with me? Yes. I think that Adnan is innocent. I okay. don't think he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the system is broken. Right. And I think we should really take a second look at his case. Okay. Good. I'm going to pull you back a second. What? Right concept. Yeah. Podcasting. Yep. Wrong general topic. The murder case yep. in which Adnan Saeed, Saeed was accused and, and convicted of... I'm familiar. Yeah. yeah. I'm familiar with it. What we're talking about today instead is the babysitting case in which Mallory Pike had to deal with some troublesome twins. That doesn't sound as good. <laughs> well, and it shows in the numbers. <laughs> um, hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. I'm not. Well, I, can I correct you for a second? Uh-huh. When I say hi, hi, hi I'm hi. not saying hi, hi to you. Hi, hi. I'm saying hi, hi to the baby nation, our mm. listeners. Yeah, me too. But you're not talking to me. No. You're talking to the baby. I'm nation. talking to the royal you. Okay. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. And it's weird when you say it after, it sounds like you're saying it to me. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club. I am saying it to you, the royal you. Which is you and the baby nation, who I picture standing directly behind you (laughs) every time I do this. Because, yeah, I guess that's what it is. Like, you always, when I say hi, hi, I'm looking up at the sky. Right. When you say hi, hi, you're you're barreling me right down the... Right down the barrel. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) with the baby nation standing behind me, Mm -hmm. I tell you this, Tanner. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. And And welcome to... Let me do it. I'm addressing them. Okay. Welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club. Thank you all for coming. (laughs) Uh, If you believe Adnan did it, please step to the left. If you believe Adnan is innocent, please step to the right. (laughs) Uh, You'll be judged at the end of the episode. Yes. Um, This is a podcast. In which I, Jack Shepard, here we go, we're going, now I know what we're doing. This is a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and I, Tanner Greenring, discuss the 1998 uh, murder case um, <laughs> in which Adnan Saeed was accused of murdering his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and he was uh, convicted and sent to prison. But there was um, something wrong with the evidence, wasn't there? There's a lot wrong with the evidence, yeah. and we're here to get to the bottom of it. Right. Week by week. Yep. We're going to look into this. From a different angle, every single week, we're going to bring new evidence to bear that will change the way that you think about not only this case, but about justice in America. Yeah. This week, what we're going to do is we're going to look at a book by Anne M. Martin. I fail to see how it's relevant, but I'll allow it. (laughs) Thank you. A book that was written around the time. Around the time. It was written in 1989 by American novelist. Anne M. Martin and Matthews Martin. Princeton, New Jersey. Princeton's own. Princeton's own. And Matthews Martin. Do you think that's the thing they're most proud of? Like when you think Princeton, New Jersey, you think Anne M. Martin, right? I think think Anne Most people, when they think 
What is Princeton, New Jersey? Yeah. Most known for. Not a lot going on there. Nothing going on there. Birthplace of Anne M. Martin. Full stop. Full stop. That's what's on the sign. And what did Anne M. Martin do? This is going to be a tough episode if you won't even let me get to the title of the book. You already said it once. No, I haven't. This week, we're reading a little book that is the 21st book in the Babysitter's Club series. you got to stop numbering it, man. It's brutal. This book is called Mallory and the Trouble with Twins. Yes. Whew, we got there. It only took us 10 minutes. I want to talk a little bit about ear piercing. Okay. In relation to this book. Okay. Because it comes up a lot. Mallory is obsessed with getting her ears pierced this week. Yeah. So reading this book, there are just these vivid graphic depictions of ear piercing. Like at the end of the book, there is this massive ear piercing fest. It's like that scene in Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. They all go to the mall. Chrissy calls it mauling. She's like, let's go mauling. Yeah. It sounds Ooh, like something out of like, on that. Ooh. like the Warriors. Yeah. She's like, let's go mauling. It's like um, something from The Purge. Yeah. So they go mauling. They go like out on the like they're all carrying like spiked baseball bats yeah. and shit and like one night a year all crime is legal. <laughs> the girls decide to go mauling. They go mauling and they end up in this weird punk rock crazy basement where like the techno music it's is not blaring. in a basement. It's at the mall. <laughs> okay, well that's not how I imagined it. But like the fucking drums start beating and yeah. Every single witness girl. Witness me. Like, it's like, what? Witness me. And like, they're vying with each other. Like, Claudia, who's like already had her ear pierced like fucking a thousand times, is like, I want more. I want more. And they t- keep on talking about it as like holes in their ear. They don't say it. More holes. More holes. More pain. She's like, put more holes in my ear. And like, I've just never had occasion in my life to think about what that is. They like take the ice and they numb up your ear and they just like stamp holes into it. Yeah, they kept using. Did they keep saying stamp? They, they kept, kept saying, saying stamp. They kept saying a word. Yeah, that just made me think of a human ear being put into a quarter-inch hole punch. Yeah, and just. I think that's what it's like. It's so fucking metal. It's so intense. The book opens with this kid getting their, her ear pierced, and she screams. Yeah. Which is like this awesome Anna Martin killing it with the foreshadowing. Right. And then it ends with this mass cultish ear piercing fest that's like orgy of holes in the ear. Right. Dawn gets her ears pierced. Like she calls her mom and is like. Oh, yeah. And then Dawn ups the ante. Yeah. She's like, no, wait, I want mine to pierce too. And she calls her mom and she's like, I'm going to get four. Yeah. Four holes. And Claudia's like, I'm I'm out of holes in my ear. Just like start (laughs) piercing my arms. Let the blood rain down. (laughs) Yeah, that was intense. Listen, there's a reason why people listen to this podcast. It's because they read the books. No, they didn't. And they don't necessarily want to read them again. And they need someone to remind them of what happened. I'm trying to do a segue here. Don't look at my cat. Don't look at my cat. Look at me. Look at me. I'm doing a segue into... He's so handsome. ...into beginning the podcast. Yep. I'm in. Good. Good. You're locked in. I read this book yesterday. Good. Which is rare. I usually read it minutes before I get here. Oh, yeah. So you've had some time to let it really percolate. I've had time to let it completely escape my mind. Okay, <laughs> good. Well, here's what I'll do then. In that case, this is convenient. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a one to two sentence summary uh-huh. of what happened in this book. And then I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock and have you fill in the details for our listeners. Does that sound good to you, sir? Love it. Here's what happened in this book this week. When Marilyn Arnold looks into the mirror, she sees a sweet kid who loves her mother. 
She sees a happy seven-year-old who likes to play at Barbie dolls and jump rope and board games. She sees a pretty girl who loves to braid her hair and go to birthday parties. But every now and then, she sees something else. Some one else. Every now and then, she sees Carolyn Arnold. And when the new babysitter, Mallory Pike, starts to see Carolyn as well, there starts to be trouble. Trouble with twins. Yeah, I take issue. Mallory and the trouble with twins. Yep, I take issue. Okay, you don't like it? Uh, you, once again, uh-huh. perverted <laughs> the good intentions of Anne Matthews Martin. And that is not what this book is about. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't you explain that for our listeners? Are you ready to do a better job than I did in 60 seconds? Yes. Okay. I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. I want you to use all of it. Uh-huh. I want you to tell the baby nation what happened in Mallory and the trouble with twins. Yep. Let's go now. There's a new family in town, the Arnolds. Um, Mallory goes over to babysit the Arnolds. Uh, she when she gets there, she discovers that the girls are identical twins, Carolyn and Marilyn. Uh, they uh, dress the same. They both dress in weird. You know what they look like? Is they look like the twins in The Shining. That's how they dress all the time. They wear pretty dresses, mm-hmm. and they're identical. Um, they speak at the same time, like the girls in The Shining. They're always asking Danny to come play with them. Um, <laughs> they have the same toys. They have the same stuff in their rooms. Uh, Jesse says, uh, oh, you girls are so cute. And they immediately turn on her. They start using this Jar Jar Binks Gungan language mm-hmm. together and uh, kind of gaslighting um, Mallory. I said Jesse before, Mallory. Uh, it turns out they don't like to be compared. They're sick. They want, oh, God damn it. I didn't even get close that time. I, I think that like you didn't get ramped up. You were just kind of. It was like bar talk. You were like, oh, I read this book yesterday. It's pretty cool. I mean, like, for your 60-second segment, you got to power through. There was well, a they lot. You know what? They can't all be A number one. Hey, I'm not saying it wasn't A number one. That I was a, it was good. It, it was, was a solid C plus. I was engaged. I was interested in what you're saying. But if the goal was to get through everything in the book. C plus. C plus. <laughs> uh, we can talk about some of the rest of the things that happened in the book. The main thing, the main thrust of this novel is that the twins turn on Mallory and the entire babysitter's club yeah all of a sudden and won't reveal which one is which but not in this like haha we're doing pranks way but in this like deep existential like fuck you guys you think of us as one person yeah we're going to we're going to we're going to act like that and the tension of the book is the babysitter's trying to kind of resolve that. Right. There's a moment where that happens. There's a very specific moment where that happens. Yeah, I don't where... want you... It might be my burn of the week. Okay. All right. Well, do you want to just go straight into that segment? Already? Yeah. Okay. We've never done this before. I have this two early. burns of the week. Okay. No, one... I want I want you to give that one, because I know what your other burn of the week is, and it's my burn of the week. Okay. So, we're going to do a little segment, new babies, baby, new baby bees, new baby boys, new baby... Girls. I think we can just lump everyone under baby bees. Baby bees. All yeah. right. Good. Oh, that's a good point. All right. New baby bees. We're going to do a segment that you don't know about, and you also don't know why we're calling you bees. Yeah. And I'm not going to explain it, but it's called... Both go unexplained. Let's 
do a little segment that is called. You gotta come with me. Keep going. I'll be there. I'm gonna come meet you, but you gotta keep going. Burn of the week! God, I think your neighbors hate us. <sighs> hate us? They get to hear that shit live, man. That must be amazing for them. They're like, holy shit, they're doing the Babysitter's Club Club again. I'm glad you pulled away from your mic. You're a maniac on that thing. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. After we just synced up on Burn of the Week to criticize me. My Burn of the Week. What's your Burn of the Week this week, Tanner? Carolyn Marilyn. Mm-hmm. Really, really love gaslighting people. Mm-hmm. They both wear bracelets mm-hmm. that say who they are, Carolyn and Marilyn. And the moment their mom leaves, they make this big show of pulling off the bracelets throwing them in the air, jumbling them up, and then tossing them away so that you can no longer tell who is who. Mm-hmm. They love to prank their babysitters with this. Marilyn is an avid pianist. Mm-hmm. Carolyn mm-hmm. is a budding scientist. Mm-hmm. Marilyn has a piano recital one weekend while, what's her name? Mallory Pike. Mallory Pike is there babysitting her, and Carolyn has a science fair project that she has to get ready for. Mm-hmm. The carpool shows up to pick up Marilyn to bring her to her practice for her recital. And Carolyn goes downstairs to get to work on her science project. An hour later, Mallory gets a panicked phone call from Marilyn's piano teacher saying, uh, I think you sent the wrong twin to piano recital. This one doesn't seem to know any <laughs> piano. And she storms downstairs, and Marilyn is down there reading a comic book instead of working on Carolyn's science project. And she says, what are you doing? You're supposed to be at piano practice. And she says, yeah, I know, but, you know, we pranked you. We got you. And that's my burn of the week because it was so devastating. Like, not only were they, that was a really good prank, but... They wasted so many people's time, <laughs> including their own. It they like cl- went down with the ship. The burn was on Claudia. Was it on Claudia? It was on Claudia. It was the one time Claudia babysat. They wasted Claudia's time. They wasted the piano teacher's time. And they went down with the ship because oh, they also so didn't get the yeah. chance to finish their science project yeah, or fucking, get a crucial practice Marilyn's for the recital. show up at the recital and like not know how to play Twinkle Twinkle Little oh, Star. Oh, so good. And that's the kind of dedication to a burn that I really it's like. devastating. And this fucked up family, this like insane fucked up family, the Arnolds, like the mom comes home and Claudia's like, hey, I've been running around like you're f- like freaky ass shining twins creeped me out and like... F- pretended to be one another and like destroyed all of our days and like the piano teacher's in tears and the mom is like claudia i'm frankly disappointed in you right (laughs) you shouldn't be able to tell my fucking twin daughters that i dress identical like a like weird like pageant mom right like you should be able to tell them apart Uh, and claudia's even like claudia even said to marilyn as she was scolding her don't you like piano and marilyn's like yeah i love it yeah i love it i just you know what i like more is ruining people's fucking days yeah (laughs) And can I tell you my burn of the week? Yeah. God, I hope it's the same. I hope it's my other one. My burn of the week this week 
I was like, holy shit, this is right out of the gate. It's yes, the, yes. It's the first line of the book. Chapter one, page one, line I was just one. getting started, you know? I just like pulled out the book. I was like, all right, time to settle in, start reading another Babysitter's Club book. And right out of the gate, the sickest burn of the entire book. This is the first line of the book. Nikki Pike. Kindergarten baby, stick your head in gravy, wash it off with applesauce, and show it to the Navy. <laughs> I don't think the Navy would be impressed with that. And he's saying that to his sister, Margot. Right. Can you imagine how fucking devastating that would be? I, I am devastated just hearing it secondhand. Yeah. Um, don't show it to the Navy? No. I figured maybe this would be an opportunity for a role play. Okay. <laughs> Who are we? Paint a picture. I want to paint a picture for you. I want you, and you tell can, me. You can choose to be someone else if you need to be. Oh, no, tell me. But I want tell you to me be exactly who you want me to be, Jack. Mark. No, it's weird when you say it like that. <laughs> I want you to be Mark Markson. Okay, from Cynertech. Mark Markson, recently fired VP of Cynertech, looking for a new career, looking for a new job. Great. That guy's really talented. I'm gonna be. Navy recruiter. <laughs> um, trying to think of a muscly, hard no, body I name. A, I need a. It's. I'm trying to figure out your naming convention. I need a biblical name. You need a, a name from mythology, and then a, <laughs> a synonym for hard, Hermes? and then a body part. <laughs> Hermes, pulse muscle. <laughs> Mid good. midshipman. Yeah, mid. <laughs> so it's the British Navy. It's a British Navy. Yep. I'm not going to do a British accent. <laughs> You have to now. Okay. You said midshipman. Midshipman. Hermes. Pulse muscle. Hello, I'm new to your country. <laughs> um, Mr. Markson, welcome. But I, I really admire everything you guys are doing, so I came here to offer my services for the British Navy. For queen and country. Yes. Well? I would like to serve on one of Her Majesty's secret ships. Or one <laughs> of the public ones. Doesn't matter. Most of them are public. Yeah. Well, it's I'll delight. take any role. Really? What were, you, what were you doing previously? Um, I've been in kind of in and out of the startup game. Um, I've been working in corporate America for a little while. Mm -hmm. I was a part of a um, kind of conglomerate of businesses, kind of had a lot of hands on a lot of different things. Okay, um, such as? Well, one of the most recent acquisitions we made was a little upstart business out of Stony Brook, Connecticut. Mm, uh, I've heard of it. Kids Incorporated. Mm. It's a... Uh, well, it was two girls, two 11-year-old girls who babysit in the afternoons. Um, and we really saw a lot of potential there, you know. I just think it could have gone a long way, and I had a lot of pride, and I had a lot of uh, good feelings about it. But um, ultimately, you know, I just had to, I had to think about the impact I was making on the world. And I just didn't think that being a part of that environment was going to be good for my psyche. So I've heard that babysitting is a growth industry in America, but... Um, yeah, yeah. But I just, I really think my place is with the British Navy. Can I ask you why you want to join Her Majesty's British Navy? Um, actually, let me ask you a question. Uh -huh. What is that on your face? The mole? <laughs> no, it's, it's more viscous than that. Does the mole look something, okay? This, Should I get it checked out? Something it's like a little. It's got red around no, the fringe. It's sort of a liquid that's dripping that from your head. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's applesauce. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's applesauce. Yeah. You put you. What happened? You. I was on my way here 
uh, I was in, I guess what you call it, a lorry. Yep. Uh, yep. A taxi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know that you guys get off on the other side of the, <laughs> you get off on the other side of the road. So I opened the door and the cabbie was like, oh, oh wait, mate, don't open. And I was, I was eating applesauce. Okay. Uh, and the, the taxi driver's like, oh, wait, mate, don't open, that's the road, don't open that. <laughs> and I panicked and I quickly shut the door and spilled applesauce all over my head. Okay. And I just rushed in here because I was running a little late. But the applesauce, and I'm sorry to dwell on this, yeah. but this is not normally what we talk about in these interviews, mm-hmm. but the applesauce appears to be covering another fluid that is also, is that, is that gravy? That's gravy, yeah. <laughs> Mark, I'm afraid we frown upon that sort of thing in Her Majesty's Navy. No, you have to in let me in. Her Majesty's Navy, when we stick our head in gravy, yeah. we own up to it. I we did don't try to, to cover it. it up with applesauce and pretend. I told you that was an accident. You have accident. to let me in. <laughs> we own up. You've already lost Europe. You have to take Mark Markson. <laughs> don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare bring up Brexit right now. It's too, it's too soon. This isn't the, this isn't the venue. Um, that story about opening a cab yeah. on the wrong side is yeah. a true story that happened to me. I think you were in the cab with me. Really? Last time we were in London, yeah. we went to our Airbnb, and I opened the cab on the wrong side, and the surly old cab driver was like, Oi! Now! <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's familiar. Wrong side of the... Yeah. Wrong, don't open into the street, you, you damn yank! We just got some chips some chips and curry, which is a very British move. Yeah. Um, well, that's a, that's a hot burn of the week. And let me tell you something else. I'm completely off my game now because we've never before just jumped right into the burn of the week. The door opened the rest of the way. Yeah. Instead of doing a segue, yeah. I'm just going to read the passage. Okay. <laughs> the door opened the rest of the way... And before me stood Marilyn and Carolyn. Okay. Both girls were wearing blue kilts with straps that went over their shoulders, white blouses with lace edging and collars and sleeves, white knee socks and black patent leather Mary Jane shoes. Baby Nation, I'm gonna tell pull me, up tell the me girls that that from is, the Shining. Tell me that that is not an exact description of the two twins from The Shining. Do they answer? Oh my somehow? God, Jack! It is identical baby nation tanner is showing me a picture of the two girls from the shining and i'm shivering my boots right now because it is exactly and martin must have done that on purpose the shining came out in 1980 so Anna martin has lived with this movie long enough to be like her first description of twins yep and she describes them a bunch of times they wear a bunch of different outfits and they're kind of spooky in this first portrayal spooky as they're standing side by side hand in hand they're like hello mallory come play with us it's terrifying. Like, I want to just continue to paint this picture. This is a literal quote from the book where everything's fine with the twins, and then Mallory says something to them that upsets them. Right. And they, like, both swivel their heads literally all the way around. <laughs> yeah, 360. 360. They're both standing, watching her, holding hands. Both of their heads swivel full 360. 360, no scope. No scope. Yep. They look her dead in the eye, and they say, as one, Do you like to babysit? <laughs> Mallory says sure and then they look at her they pause a beat and they say well you wouldn't like to sit for us yeah that is fucking terrifying and then they take off their bracelets yeah they take off their bracelets Um, continue what were you going to say 
Well, I've got so much, so much material on twins. I've got so much material on twins, and here we are, late in the late in the episode. Let's fucking get into it, my man. Later on in the book, it is revealed that Karen Brewer and Christy Thomas have matching sister outfits. It turns out that fan favorite Hanny Papadakis mm-hmm. also gets yep. a sister outfit. Yep, and Karen and Hanny. Uh, lose their minds. They're like, look at us, we're twins, we're twins. And they run around the house in these matching outfits saying, we're twins, we're twins. And I just want to read you a passage. And I want to ask you, Jack, Mm -hmm. if it reminds you of anybody. Okay. Are we twins? Asked Hanny, putting her arm around Karen. Mm -hmm. Christy smiled. The girls couldn't have looked less like twins. (laughs) Karen is Mm blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and thin. (laughs) While Hanny is (laughs) dark-haired, dark-eyed, and a little stocky. <laughs> but Christy said, you look just like twins. <laughs> Who does that remind you of? Uh, my two favorite podcast hosts. Yeah. Um, Starly, Kine, uh-huh. and, and Sarah Koenig. And Sarah Koenig. Um, it reminds me of my two favorite podcast hosts. Yeah. Myself, Jack yeah. Shepard. And yourself, Tanner Greenring. Yeah, and even though we don't look like twins... We are, and this is not a joke, we are often referred to as Jack and Tanner. Yeah, much like Marilyn or Jack or Tanner or Marilyn, Marilyn or Carolyn. Yeah. I'll, I'll go one step further. For the ardent Googler, there are a surprising number of photos of us dressed identically. Yeah, that's weird. Including the one time that we both dressed up as Amy Pond from, from Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Can, I'm going to do a quick search for no, nope, no. Nope, let's not. Let's not. Let's Jack. Not, let's not have that. We know what it looks like, man. We don't need to. We I just want to. Know. I want to like. I guess we can just put it up. I was going to say I want it to be easy for the baby nation to find it. Okay, my Which, last thing about twins. Okay, because I've got a lot more than one last thing about twins. But please. and this is this upsets me. Yeah, this feels like a betrayal. Mm-hmm. Bookends. Oh yeah, dear reader section. She goes on and on about twins. Mm-hmm. And sorry, Mrs. Mrs. Matthews Martin. Mrs. Matthews Martin. And then at the end of this little brief segment, in fact, I like identical twins so much that I put a set in the Babysitter's Little Sisters series. Mm-hmm. And the newest member of the Babysitter's Club is a twin, too. Who knows what kind of trouble Abby and her sister Anna will get into. Yeah. What the fuck is she talking about, well, Jack? Literally, what the fuck is she talking about? I'm sorry? Are, yeah. are you? Is this your... This is how you tell us? <laughs> This is your reveal? I wrote this exact same quote down. Like, I had the same exact feeling of betrayal. Where it's like, Anne, we're, we've been with you. We've been with you from the beginning. We took your curveball when you're like, oh, little sister. Yeah. You okay. know, that's fine. We took your curveball when you're like, oh, here's Dawn. And we we're like, what the fuck? And then we grew fine. to love Dawn. We love Dawn. When you're like, oh, Stacy's leaving. We we're like, we didn't like Stacy, but. It shakes us up that uh, the family's breaking apart, but like now we understand how it works. It's like, oh shit, here's Jesse. It's fine. We can roll with it. Yeah. Don't introduce some new fucking babysitter who I have literally no idea who it is. In the in the footnotes, here's yeah. the worst part. Here's our new babysitter, Abby. Yeah, She's Abby. a twin. You know what the name of the next book is? What? It's not an Abby. Jesse Ramsey pet sitter. Yeah. You know what the name of the book after that is? What? Dawn on the Coast. You know what the uh, name of the book after that is? Christy and the Mother's Day Surprise. Nothing about Abby? Let me th- scroll down. Okay. We're breaking a rule. We're breaking a rule. We don't want to look too far ahead. If we learn shit, 
Christy, Marianne, like, Mallory, Jesse. This is like Game of Thrones, man. If you read Claudia, too far Dawn, ahead, Stacey, Mallory, you're going to find out that people Jesse, that you care Christy, about. Claudia, Dawn, Stacy, Marianne. You're going to find out that people you care about have died. Fuck, I just read. Okay. Don't. Jack. Just don't. It's book gonna number be like, 90. You're going to read like book nine, number 89. Zero. Like Dawn's Funeral. And it's going to make well, it book really number 88 hard. is called Farewell Dawn. Wait, really? Are you under, fucking serious? Book number 90 Shit! is called Welcome to the BSC Abbey. What the fuck? What the hell? Anne M. Martin. What, what are, you are you doing, doing to with? us? Ugh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Get your head in the game, Anne. Ugh. Um, look, I gotta we, wait. I got to wait 70 books to get to that. We need to, we need to been, talk about we're, twins. We're, we're nipple deep. We're, we're nipple deep. <laughs> I think that's a phrase that I caught from you. Yeah, I said it a couple we're, episodes ago. We're nipple deep in twins, and we've been circling around this for a long time, and it's time to get into it. This book is about a dualistic view of the universe, of light and dark, good and evil. One is always good, one is always If you evil. think about twins of antiquity, Castor and Pollock come to mind. Yep. They represent immortality uh-huh. versus death mortality yep it's this duality twins always represent this duality they represent two sides of the same coin yeah what marilyn and carolyn what about the weasley twins no let's not they're both both nice listen we can get into it after i get to my point here which is that marilyn and carolyn what they are trying about the power twins from super friends is that What's that? They're the 60s superheroes who could turn into anything that was blue, I think. Let me look. No, don't Google it. Listen to me. Google. You know what? Google me. Jack Shepard? No, I'm just going to get the lost character. (laughs) Imagine that you have at your fingertips all of the knowledge that is inside your friend, Jack Shepard. I hate it. I hate the phrasing (laughs) on that. (laughs) I kind of liked it. Like I, I started on it. And then I was like, you know what? This is right. This feels right. I hate it. Imagine that you have that. Uh-huh. It sounds like an after-school special. <laughs> Put away your phone, It sounds man. like a John Mayer song. It's <laughs> I've got here. all of the knowledge of Jack Shepard. My body is your wonderland right now. <laughs> and what I want for you to do with it, I want you to play this delicate instrument. That is my. Idea. I'm listening, but you got to jazz this up a little bit. You obviously know I don't know any of these references. <laughs> First of all, one of them is evil. Which one? Carolyn. Why Carolyn? Because the only way you can tell them apart is that Carolyn has a mole on her left cheek. Left is evil. She's a sinister twin. Left is always evil. Left is always evil. That's what sinister means. Sinister comes from the Latin yeah, sinistra, which this. means have yep. we? You've already. Yep. You've said that on the podcast before, and Jack. Yes. Are you done talking about twins? No, I have so much to fucking say about twins. Have you noticed that everyone in Stony Brook starts trying to be twins? Yeah, and also you and I tried to be twins. Yeah. Here, I wrote down some quotes. When they went out of earshot, they're talking about the babysitters, Jesse said to Mallory, remember how much fun it used to be to pretend you had a twin? Like, what is that? I don't remember that. No. Uh, Claire and Margot Pike? Yeah. Uh, Mallory's sisters pretend to be twins. They wear this outfit, and they call it the terrific twin outfit. Uh-huh. Then, as you mentioned before, Karen and Hanny pretend to be twins. Yep. Uh, then, 30 years later, Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenring both dressed as 
Amy Pond. From the Doctor Who series. From the Doctor Who series for a promo spot on BBC America. Yeah. So that twin fever is really caught yeah. on. My yeah. favorite baseball team is the Minnesota Twins. Uh, you know. <laughs> American sports. Sports. <laughs> Welcome to American Sports, the most lackluster version of American Sports. <laughs> What's your favorite baseball team? Oh, Minnesota, Minnesota Twins. Twins. What is your favorite current player on the Minnesota Twins? Kirby Puckett. Nope. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. No, I was going to say Chuck Noble. <laughs> uh, let's hear it. What's your tearful moment this week, my man? That's not how you introduce tearful moment, you monster. How do monster. I introduce it? You don't just say, eh, let's hear it. <laughs> Toss it off for me. Yeah, give me your little whiny tanner. I got you. I pretended to count you in, and then I just threw up random numbers. Um, all the girls have their blood orgy, where they're all there's like crazy ear pierced and stamped, and then after it's over, they're convalescing. Recovering from their wounds. Morbid Angel is playing in the background. Yeah. Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. And they all buy one another gifts. Mm-hmm. Earrings. And they oh, exchange nice. them. Yeah. And uh, Christy and Marianne, the two babysitters who elect not to be pierced, still participate in the ceremony by giving gifts to the ones who have been pierced. Mm-hmm. These are the things we kept buying at the mall that day. Christy informed us her eyes were shining and what I assumed that meant was she was kind of tearing up because while she's not ready to get her ears pierced get her ears pierced yet mm-hmm. she still wanted to participate so she bought everyone gifts and she's like we're all here we all are like this is our proudest moment we all went and got pierced together except for me and Marianne but here we like we're still participating well so this ties in to my tearful moment kind of in the same way that is this weird moment where Mallory is talking to her parents early on and she's like, I'm 11 now. I feel like I should get my ears pierced. Yep. And her mom is like, I didn't get my ears pierced until I was 12. Right. And then Mallory like kind of flounces off and she's like, I'll be surprised if I live to see 12. And in that moment, like I know she was just being like a, a tween and yeah. like being overdramatic. But in that right. moment, I was like, Mallory will never live to C12. Yeah, probably not. She won't. In Babysitter's Club number fucking 500, she's still going to be 11 years old. Right. She's trapped in amber. She's never, like... You think that was Anna Martin kind of winking at us? That was Anna Martin winking at us. She was just like... Because you and I kind of have a mantra that we say to one another pretty constantly. Yeah. When we're feeling down about something. Mm Mm-hmm will remind one another that we're all going to die someday. We're all going to die. <laughs> we're all going to die. But what if that weren't true? What if we just lived this year out over and over and over and over again? Wouldn't that be sad? Where it's like, it's not it's just like... It's been a pretty good year so far. It tur- it's been a good year, but like it turns that whole thing on its head where it's like when you say we're all going to die someday, that seems sad. But if you knew that we were going to live this year over and over again, it's like, oh shit, not only are they not going to die, they're not going to grow old with their wives, they're not going to have children, they're not going to see new things come into this world. They're just going to do the same thing over and over and over again in perpetuity. Like are you Mallory aware Pike. of it? Say what? Am I aware that I'm st- No, you're not, but it's sad. 
And that's what's happening to Mallory Pike. Here's another fucking thing that happens in this book that is roughly around the same time. I think it's Mallory. She says, Claire Margot and I stood watching the ear piercing. It's the first ear piercing moment in yep. the book. I imagine Jesse and me sitting on the stools one day. When, though? When we were 72? Time, time that's jumping. not going to fuck. Well, oh, shit. We can't talk about time jumping. Not this late in the episode. Okay. But that's interesting. Do you think maybe they caught a little bit of the, the time jumping syndrome from Jackie? Possibly. And I did look up 72. Okay. The year. The 72, the number and its significance. Okay. It's got two big hits on that. One, okay. it's the number of names for God, according to the Kabbalah. Yep. That sounds about right. Two, it's the screen resolution of a Mac computer in DPI. Yep. It's, yeah, well, all computers, but yeah. It's the screen resolution. It's just the screen resolution of any computer Yep. in DPI. 300 is print, 72 is screen. That's food for thought, baby nation. I want you to... <laughs> It feels like it's time, maybe time to rest. Start wrapping up. <laughs> the God thing was strong. <laughs> maybe you should have led with DPI and then like and then brought he- me home with seventy-two name for God. But you, you like you, you hooked me and reeled me in <laughs> with God, and then you dropped screen resolution. And you just like I, you dropped me right back into the water. <laughs> I swam off. Ugh. Um. Let's talk about, I don't know how we do this, Claudia's Closet. Oh, yeah. How do you well, say Well, we it? have like a, I can just go in and patch the old intro, and then it's like, don't, don't get too meta with it. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like, it's hard, like, it's like pounding. It's like pounding hard <laughs> rock. This is Jackie and the Weasel. This week, we're talking about Claudia's Closet. It's fine. I got it on my computer. I'll just loop it in. Okay. Let's talk about Claudia's Closet. Yeah. Okay, well, I've got what everyone's wearing. I'm going to start with Claudia. Her hair was fixed in a million braids, pulled back, and held in place with a column of puffy ponytail holders. She was wearing a t-shirt that she had painted herself, uh-huh. tight blue pants that ended just past her knees, push-down socks, and no shoes. She's walking around. It's, she's just walking around Sunnybrook, Connecticut without walking shoes? Around. She painted her That's own. That's how you get worms, Claudia. <laughs> she painted her own t-shirt. From her ears dangled... It's- Small baskets of fruit. She'd made those, I knew. She found the baskets and the fruits at a store that sells miniatures and dollhouse furniture. I know we've been joking a lot about Mad Max this episode. Yeah. And I've been making some particular Mad Max jokes that you didn't even catch. Okay. But that sounds like a mad, like, yeah. tumorous war boy. Yeah. Out on yeah. the prowl. She's, of... like, playing this, like, oversized guitar, and it's, like, yeah. oh, like hanging from, like... <laughs> from meat hooks. Yeah, from uh, an amplifier tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the, both of our go-to metal songs is the Mortal Kombat song. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> <laughs> that's what Claudia is wearing, and her T-shirt is just like paint. She like took some fucking paint yeah. and like painted herself up. Like is that, like who knows? It's I'm like sure, I'm sure it's very her. subversive. Yeah. I'm sure it's like a Banksy. Like it's got a cop and he's shooting a gun, <laughs> and it's got one of those little flags that say "Bang." And everybody, like everybody in these books, is just like so terrified of Claudia that they're like the way they describe her is they write this down where we see what she's wearing. And then they're like, Claudia always looks so great. Yeah. <laughs> she's always, she's always the coolest she's really, girl in uh, school. <laughs> she's really motivating the, the great hunt across the, 
Scorched plains. She's got like stripes of red across her eyebrows <laughs> to her ears, and like she's painted extra teeth under her mouth. Right. And, like fucking like her head like... is completely shaven. <laughs> Messily. Um. So that's what Claudia is wearing. Yep. Don is wearing clogs. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what Everyone's Don is wearing, wearing some banana shit. Also, like, Marianne at one point is wearing a Beetlejuice, like, unitard. <laughs> it's like black and white striped singlet or something. I can't remember how they described it. Yeah, she's but. wearing a unitard. Don is wearing clogs. Jesse is wearing a t-shirt that says, in all caps, You are looking at perfection. <laughs> Anna Martin went a little wild with the the outfits. And week. then they have a moment where um, Mallory's kid sisters, Margot and Claire, do beach fashion day. And their beach fashion is bathing suits, knee socks, some old high-heeled shoes and moms, and a ton of jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it's exact, like it fits into this Mad Max theme where it's like beach fashion, but like in this dystopian future right. where you're just like, you're wearing makeup and you have jewelry and like a bathing suit incongruously and like a snorkel, but also like a machine gun strapped to your back. <laughs> it's like, like The Purge. It's, yeah. Again, to reference The Purge. Like wow. you're wearing like a baby doll mask and like a three-piece suit. Um, and you know what Chrissy's wearing? What? This whole episode? Oh, yeah, I know it. Can I say it without yeah. looking at my notes? A uh, turtleneck? Yep. Some jeans? Yep. Uh, sweater? And sneakers? And sneakers. <laughs> Just like Steve Jobs. Yep. She's wearing her Steve Jobs outfit. All right, man. Um, that's it. Yep, we did it. it. We did it. We fucking did it. I badly want to talk about dolls, but I'm not going to. There's you, some, you got some doll stuff in this one? There's some dolls in this book. Well, let's quick. hit it. it. Look, these hit fucking it. twins, you, son of a bitch did not come with me on this. These twins are, there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Here's what they're given at their birthday party. Raggedy Ann dolls. Raggedy Ann dolls. Thank you. The twins said at the same time and set them simultaneously on the floor. Yep. They opened the next two packages. Barbie dolls. Thank you. Thank you. They said simultaneously and set the two dolls on the fucking floor. Yep. Next package, elephants. And we know from previous books Thank you. that elephants in the Sitterverse sign of absurdity. is a sign of chaos. It's chaos. It's, elephants. Ele- it's, the, it's tapping into the chaos realm, the immaterium. Right. Is that from Warhammer 40K? Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. For me, what Mallory does in this book, when Mallory recognizes them as individuals instead of as twin sides of this dualistic Manichaean universe Mm -hmm. when she looks at them and she says no no you are individuals you don't represent good versus evil you don't represent the sinister versus the normal you represent two individual humans that's the moment where she's the fucking first person who doesn't give them either a doll or an elephant as a gift she gives them a science book and an art book Something that represents here's what I'm worried about as individuals I'm worried that Mallory blew up the dam I'm worried that evil was contained within this twin. All of humanity was pure and brilliant, and we were all glowing in God's light. And then Mallory said, oh, actually, Marilyn, you... You're different. You're, you're not different. You're, you're one of us as well. You're not this reservoir of evil in the universe. You are also a person. Come join us. And now the floodgates are open, and now all of us are capable of evil. Including Carolyn. Including you and me. Oh, shit. So, great job, uh, Mallory Pike. You just 
introduce original sin <laughs> into the fucking universe. Listen, here's what I want to do right now. I want to tell the baby nation. I love you. I kiss you. I love you. And, and this is important uh-huh. because a lot of people just say, I love you and yep. leave it at that. I love you and, and I kiss you. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be reading a book that is called Jesse Ramsey, Pet Sitter. Oh, funny, because I seem to remember uh, in Babysitter's Club number one, Christy's Great Idea, Christy vowed never, never to sit a pet ever again. Ever again. Yep. So Jesse's just going rogue? Yeah, I mean, this Picking is Picking up like, some extra income on the side? No, I fucking, probably. I mean, the thing about Jesse and Mallory is that they're the progressive side of the Babysitter's Club. They have a new way of looking at things. The Babysitter's Club at this point is just like the conservative establishment. You know? They're like, the way we've always done it is we sit babies. And when Jesse, who's like junior senator from Connecticut, is like, what about if we sit pets? And they're like, we, uh, we, how, we couldn't make that work. It's not in the budget. But Jesse's going to make it fucking happen. That's cool. Now you make her sound like President Bartlett, and I'm way into that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I just read the little blurb for it, and it sounds good. Does it? Oh, I'm excited. I don't know who wrote this Wikipedia entry, <laughs> but they've they've got away with words. Okay, good. Um, do you want to tease us with it? Jesse Ramsey has to take care of a house full of animals, including troublesome dogs and a snake. Wait, where's the snake? <laughs> where is the snake? I'll tell you where the snake is. Next snake. week on next week's episode. Snake is in the grass. Uh, don't you dare. <laughs> next week. On the Babysitter's Club Club, Jesse Ramsey, Pet Sitter. This week, I have been Jack Shepard. I've been Tanner Greenring. Claudia is wearing a bra now. And the way she talks, you'd think boys had just been invented. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time you don't have any piercings i don't have no i don't you don't have any tattoos no i don't like having needles would you body if i for your birthday Mm -hmm. bought you a matching tattoo with me Mm -hmm. i said jack i'm gonna spend four hundred dollars so that we can both get a matching tattoo of Anna this, Martin's face. This is the crucial part. No, you, you, you had me. You were stringing me along. You were stringing what if me it along. was? What if it said BSCC in the iconic Babysitters Club typeface? Okay, with the blocks. Mm-hmm. And I said you can get it very small, very subtle, wherever you want. But where we're going to get these matching tattoos to commemorate this time in our and lives? It has to be in the same place on our bodies. Would you do it then? Yeah, man. All right. I'm going to book it. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, Baby Nation, if this makes it into the edit, that's essentially a promise. Hold us to that. <laughs> yeah. Let's get our skin punctured.